I'm earning big dosh. I got 46 to waste, I'm coming like Rick Ross. You're listening to KZAALP Santa Barbara 96.5 FM Gaza. Yo, do we got Springfield on the line or what? What's up? Yo, 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 what's up, man? Nothing much. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, okay, hang tight real quick. Let me let the listeners know what's going on. Um, like I just said, everybody, uh, what's up to everybody listening on the radio? Uh, we're live on KZAA 96.5 FM. Um, like I said, you heard that rock block uh, made by the guest of the show today. Um, and what's up to everybody streaming this episode? Thank you so much for supporting the show and listening. Um, that playlist, that rock block will play right when this interview ends on the streaming episode. And there's an audio clip with uh, the bands and the song names and everything. Um, and I'm super stoked today to be joined by uh, Evan, the guitarist from the band Prevention. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, how are you, man? Uh, I'm I'm pretty good. We actually just had prevention practice like 15 minutes ago. So not bad. Pretty productive day. Nice. Fresh out of band practice. That's what's up. How'd it go? Pretty good. We worked on a new song. New song, man. You guys just put out like the EP of the year and you're already cooking up new stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> For sure, man. Uh, where exactly are you calling from right now? Um, I am currently up in my room uh, in my house in Springfield. Uh, we usually do like two or three band practices a night at our house. Um, and I do believe another band scheduled to start like right after i'm done with this too so looking forward to watching them <laughs> dude that's sick so you guys is this uh like in the garage you got to set up in the garage or what um so three of the members of prevention live in the same house um and we have like a basement spot that we do shows in sometimes but it's also like the main spot where most of the springfield bands practice mostly because us three are in like all of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah checks so, out yeah dude that's awesome that's really cool i don't know if i think that's a first i don't know if i've heard that before that's awesome that's an awesome central location oh yeah there is always people in our house <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up man um so yeah awesome playlist uh radio listeners were enjoying it um i liked it from beginning to end um, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about, um, I really like the, God, I hope I say it right, Payasa um, song. That song was really good. Um, obviously, there's, you know, Slug, um, uh, shout out to Witness Chamber too. Um, just a great, uh, great playlist if you want to share a little bit about those songs and those bands. Oh, yeah. Um, so I kind of put together a mix of like bands that we're friends with and on DGR with. Um, I put all of the like active 217 hardcore bands, like all of our bands on there, which would be uh, Subversion's my other band, and then Shroud and Pucker Up are like the two other active ones. Um, 
And I've also just put some bands that I've booked down here that I've really liked or bands that we have toured with or are going to tour with like, uh, ozone. Obviously we're going to start a run with them tomorrow. Uh, I've booked witness chamber here. Payasa, we did a little run with, uh, we just played with chain of command last week in Iowa city and yeah, just put some of the homies on there for the most part. That's right. Yeah. The chain of command song was like an epic outro song for the rock block for sure. I loved it. <laughs> Yes, they're they're definitely a, a nice little little secret. They uh, they're from Iowa City. They used to play quite a few shows, I do believe, but aren't nearly as active now. Our buddy Oliver's in that band. We played with them. It's uh, Snow and Flurry was the first time I saw them, and it is it is some meathead stuff. It is so sick. <laughs> I it's love such it. A, <laughs> it's such a good like dumb straight edge band. <laughs> Yeah, dude, those that's those are those are some of the best records, some of the best songs, just straight up like just like heavy, just like but also it has that nice little melodic like, you know, soft intro in the way too. Yeah, it's like Oliver wrote that as like a dungeon synth intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick, yeah. It was, they they do it live too and it was like the craziest thing that I have witnessed in a while. Yeah, one of my favorite things is like when a hardcore band has like a like a low key um like even if it's like a sample just something that's pretty like calm or like you know just qu not quiet but you know what I mean like pretty low key and then just like the right. and then you hear the feedback and kind of <laughs> like the the stage lights come on a little bit and it's just like you know okay time to time to rock and people start it's stage so diving right <laughs> yeah i saw rotting out uh rotting out sound and fury one year they had the like the sample from the kill bill um movie from uh the movie kill bill like when they're sword fighting the one's like bang 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 and it was like the craziest build up in the dark and then like the feedback comes on and people just go crazy dude that is so cool. I, I definitely saw them with knock loose a while ago and i wonder if they did that i can't remember yeah, I'm not sure. I only saw him do it once that time, but um, but yeah, thanks for making the playlist. I I really appreciate it. I always appreciate the guests of the show making the rock block, and so it's kind of like you know, I I'm not picking the music. The music's coming from the person who I'm going to talk to for an hour. So thank you for doing that. Of course, of course. It's it was hard to keep it under 20 minutes, <laughs> but together it's about twice that length, and then I had to like cut some songs. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate it. That's the cool thing about like, you know, it's, I mean, a lot of people listen to this show streaming cause it's, you know, people listen all over the world streaming, but you know, it's cool being on the radio. Like, you know, it's like, I got 90 minutes to put together some music in an interview and it's like the recording is like pretty unedited and it's kind of, you know, it's a radio show. So, um, it's pretty cool. You know, like I don't have to it's not like four hours of talking about whatever, you know? <laughs> right. Just for like an hour of content to put on streaming services and stuff. I see what you mean. For sure. So have you ever been a radio listener? Um, when I grew up very much so that is like how I got into music. I am like an avid butt rock enjoyer. I really enjoy like dad rock and stuff. <laughs> Epic. Was there a uh, was there like a certain radio station or, or radio stations you listened to when you were growing up? Yes, there was like there, there's it's pretty sparse in Springfield, Illinois, as far as radio stations go that you can like pick up. But um, 
we had like the real rock radio, um, which was, <laughs> was 97.7 and it played like, like lots of Metallica, Pantera, um, like some Slipknot and stuff. Yeah. Just some of, a lot of like Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and stuff too. And that's just kind of like what was like thrown in front of me when I was really, really young, lots of ACDC too. So that's just what I kind of naturally gravitated towards. I still listen to that channel all the time now because it's, it's just fun. It's still the same exact music that it was 12 years ago, but yeah, dude, that's what's up. I, I'm the same way. I got into a lot of bands through the radio, kind of like alternative rock radio stations and, um, the same, like, there's a station 95.5 um klos and they played all that stuff too you know and um they're still still playing the same stuff today so yeah i know the radio is like a lost thing because you can just open your phone and listen to whatever you want in an instant but it's cool that you have some connection to radio because because i do too and um i still enjoy it absolutely it's definitely important i learned a lot about music listening to the radio when i was like five or six that and like I remember my dad would pull up like YouTube videos of like live ACDC sets and show it to me when I was very young on like our really like old for 2007 (laughs) computer with like this horrendous computer screen. There's like pictures of us sitting in front of it and it is so funny to see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I know. I guess like 07, YouTube was kind of just kind of just like coming to fruition, you know, I'm, I'm thinking right. back on it. Yeah, and it's crazy. You don't really because now we just have access to like if there's a show, you can usually see a set from that show within like six hours or something, you know, and there's just so many people filming shows and putting hardcore on on YouTube, which is which is really cool. Exactly. And he had like like spools and spools of cds that he like illegally like ripped and burned from like his friends so a lot of it too was like him just pulling up the windows media player and just like playing music in the (laughs) office loud enough for the whole house to hear so that was definitely a big part of my upbringing that led to me listening to music like this i guess dude for sure burning cds and windows media player is i mean if you know, you know what's up with that, man. Windows Media, shout out Windows Media Player. <laughs> right, for sure. I still I have like the the Evans mixtape volume one, which was a CD <laughs> that my dad helped me put together when I was probably five or six. That was just like random songs that I enjoyed. And I think the second song on it was, was Everlong by Foo Fighters, which is like Great song. one of my favorite. <laughs> favorite bands of all time and i have liked them longer than any other band (laughs) (laughs) dude great band and also a great song that's a song that i used to hear on the radio like at least once a day for like my whole childhood (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's what's up um so i wanted to ask you well first why don't you tell us uh what you do in prevention um i know you kind of mentioned it but any other bands you're in and uh who the other members of prevention are uh so i play guitar um i also do vocals in a band called subversion and our demo is on that playlist um uh our other members are b who plays bass drew who does vocals james who plays guitar and ryan who plays drums uh 
I mean, yeah, we it's usually like 50-50. Sometimes we run as a four-piece. Sometimes we run as a five-piece because James does um, this thing called Blind Equation. It's a really cool cyber grind project. It's way different than anything I've ever heard, and it's really worth checking out if any if any listeners want to hear something insane. It's like 8-bit, like like video game music mixed with like grindcore it is <laughs> sounds crazy <laughs> but he watching it live especially he does it with um a drummer uh who's his name's bill he's actually filled in he filled in for prevention when we played prom core uh in 2021 um he's an amazing drummer and watching it done live with a backtrack, a drummer, and a guitarist is like the most <laughs> wild thing you will ever witness in your life. Yeah, it sounds crazy. What's the name of the uh, Cybergrind band? Blind Equation. Okay, yeah, name. you said that. Blind Equation. All yeah. right, I'm going to check it out for sure because I've never even heard. That's the first time I've ever heard of Cybergrind. Never heard of that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a niche genre, but <laughs> James like does it so well. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, cool. And yeah, it's cool to hear subversion. Um, and like you said, for all the listeners, you can hear subversion on that playlist, uh, at the end of the episode. And if you're listening on the radio and you just tuned in, um, you can stream this interview, um, and all the, your life in America shows on Spotify or Apple, Google, whatever. Um, so we're, uh, live, we're live from the Midwest to the coast of California right now doing a big man. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever been to California? I have. Um, I've been there a couple times. Uh, my aunt, I did tell her about this. <laughs> um, she lives in Benicia, which is like um, kind of inland uh, from the Bay in San Francisco okay. area. Um, she's lived there my whole life, and we kind of go there every now and then visited i think i've been there three times total and i i love it i love the bay area it's so beautiful the weather's so nice she lives like maybe a 10 minute walk from the coast um it's a great place i love california i've not really been to southern california more than like lax but um northern california is definitely a place that i would like to visit very regularly as i get older yeah, nice, dude. That's awesome. Um, well, when Prevention plans a West Coast run, you let me know, and we'll we'll book you in our. Or so I'm in uh, Santa Barbara, which is like uh, Central Coast California. It's pretty much Southern California, like an hour and ten minutes north of LA, um, but like right on the coast. And Oxnard and Ventura are the cities near me, and that's like you know like dead heats from here, and um, we have a really good local scene so when prevention plans the west coast run hit me up and we'll we'll host you in our in our local in our local spot and everyone will mosh for sure <laughs> absolutely we've definitely talked about it it's just it's you got so many long drives getting out to the west coast i, I like very regularly sit around and like mock up like tour routes that i'd like to do it sometime even if they never happen but it's just kind of like I get bored at my job and we'll sit there and just like imagine places that we can go and I'd map out how to get there. And it, it's so hard. You got to like 
you got to hit like Kansas City from here and then drive all the way across Kansas to hit Denver and then Salt Lake City. And then it's just driving and driving. It's so many like eight hour drives. Yeah. But I'm sure soon we will absolutely come out there in some way, shape or form. For sure, man. For sure. Well, we will host you 100%. If you ever need anything out this way, just be sure to be sure to hit me up. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, if you kind of I know that um, prevention has been pretty busy um, really for a while um, since, you know, we kind of got back into having shows and all that stuff. If you want to kind of just give us like a like an update on the band like you said you're heading out on a run of shows tomorrow um i know you got a show coming up with spine um just anything like upcoming shows um merch uh anything going on with the band if there's anywhere people can buy anything online or anything like that man i forget these things (laughs) (laughs) um let me see well we got the ozone run that starts tomorrow that's gonna be really good i am I'm pretty big into death metal stuff, so playing with Terminal Nation and Morbid Visions uh, tomorrow in Little Rock is a bucket list thing. I'm so excited to be in a state that I've never been in, playing with bands that I have liked for a very long time. Uh, it's also going to be fun to see our friends in Marchiloka, who are from Springfield, Missouri. Um, there's a pretty stacked show that we got in Springfield, Illinois as well that I'm excited for with Ozone. I've been bugging them for months to get them up here, and I'm glad that I finally managed to talk them into coming out of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, other than that, I mean, we got the Spine show. I'm, like, looking through my calendar right now because <laughs> it's so much stuff. Um, we got a couple St. Louis shows for prevention coming up. Um uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what else. There's a couple there's a couple like really big shows that we haven't announced yet and I don't know how much we can talk about. That's okay. Uh, I do know so I'm I'm booking um some western Canada bands, uh Serration, a Morning Star. Nice. Uh, and Prowl along with Dose. I'm booking them March 20th in Springfield and Prevention's going to be playing that. That's going to be like a uh, right after LDB bands are coming back out of the Kentucky area and they got to go right through here anyways. So booking them a, a pretty good gig. It's going to be fun. Um, it's in the, the very beginning stages, but we do intend on going to the East coast at some point over the summer. Um, I'm kind of working on booking that and have talked about it with some people. Uh, it will be with some friends. I won't say who yet because <laughs> they haven't confirmed yet, but it's going to yeah. be a pretty good one. We've gotten offered quite a few fests that haven't been announced yet. And yeah, nice. it's going to be, it's going to be very busy. Dude. I know we're planning, we're trying to do a run with End love at some point too, but that's only been talked so far but yeah it's it's looking pretty busy um as far as merch that goes prevention's usually kind of minimal on the merch but we did do a really stupid um rip of an old strip club t-shirt that drew (laughs) inherited from his father nice um 
<laughs> it's it's a rip of a deja vu t-shirt and i posted it the other day and a lot of people seem like they really want it so we may or may not do a pre-order of it at some point soon but that's like the dumbest most fun piece of merch that we've probably ever done and i'm very pumped about that nice shirt. dude is there is there anywhere that people can get physical copies of your uh of your most recent ep online um it should be on the dgr website i think they still have tapes okay cool I can take a look real quick i do believe there are and um Again, not set in stone quite yet, but there should be another form of physical media available in the near future. Nice, man. That's what's up. Well, I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you guys got a bunch of cool stuff planned because you, you, you guys rock like uh, sonically. Uh, and I mean, I've obviously never got to see you live, but um, yeah, I've always thought Prevention is like a band that's just so good. Um, that well thank you so much <laughs> yeah dude for sure like even from your bad habits i love that ep so much um and i um, glad that you're getting you know getting to play and getting to travel and, and do all that stuff and shout out to uh western canada too um i had uh spencer from scoped exposure on the radio with me a while ago and we talked a lot about that scene and those bands and um i'm going up to jag next month so i think uh morning stars playing that so i'll get to yeah. see them uh ozone's playing that as well yeah and, and that, ozone yep that's like probably my favorite band in hardcore right now i'm so excited to tour with them they they put on a show i'm excited for you to see them up there yeah i'm hyped too man yeah yeah i'm excited to go up there and hang out with friends and mosh and see a bunch of good bands um Awesome. Well, thanks for giving us that update and everything. Um, I wanted to go back to, uh, I forgot to ask you if you have any, if you have any favorite like current or past hardcore bands from California, like specifically uh, that stand out. I'm trying to think. I know early on in my listening to hardcore career, I definitely did like a drain a lot, but I mean, that's kind of a given. Everybody likes drain. They're one yeah. of the best bands from the area. Um, man, I honestly can't think of any, uh, no is, uh, oh, what's that one band that Livid's on tour with right now? Uh, Scalp. They're from California, aren't Scalp, they? Scalp, yeah, they're from Orange County. That band is insane. I love that band. For there sure. are a couple of the newest singles that they put out are some of my favorite songs that have came out in the past couple months for sure. Yeah, crazy live band for sure. Absolutely. I'd really like to see them or even play with them, even the prevention and that band are a little far <laughs> apart. I was kind of wishing Liv had hit me up to book uh, them with uh, with Scalp because that band is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had we did a we had Livid play in our local scene off a of generator out we, we used to do generator shows out like by the beach in this little this little like dead end cul-de-sac which they kind of like shut that whole thing down but livid played out there off the generator um that is great yeah, it was sick i think it was last year and then we got them coming through again to play um i think it's like this month sometime um so yeah that band rocks for sure those guys tour all the time <laughs> yeah, respect I wish 
I wish we could get out as much as them because it seems like they're always on like a a 15 month super tour <laughs> around the whole world it's crazy yeah it's sick for sure um right on man well yeah thanks for thanks for giving us the update on all on all that stuff so um springfield illinois i've never been i've never been to uh state before um haven't traveled much in my life um but yeah, I kind of just wanted to ask you a little bit about it. I know that, like, especially in hardcore, a lot of it's like about repping where you're from and in in your area and stuff. Um, so I just wanted to ask you about Springfield and if you did you grow up there? Yes, born and raised. I have lived in this tiny town my entire life. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty boring town. We got about 120,000 people, but the hardcore scene here is unlike most scenes in the country it is popping off a lot <laughs> i don't know how else to say yeah. it it's, it's just the fact that there's nothing else to do in the city honestly there's so many kids that got nothing else to do and they come out to every single show and they buy a bunch of merch and especially from somebody who books shows very regularly it is so sick to like have very little overhead when booking a show <laughs> yeah. and just like give all the money to the touring bands that I can. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. That's important, man, to be able to not have to spend that much and then get a lot in return and pay all the bands that are coming through. That's a, that's the right and, and, uh, it's the right way to do it. And it's a very satisfying way to do it for sure. It's so sick. We, we have it very, very good here. It's kind of like, we're so spoiled when other people, when I see other people struggling to like get to like get venues and stuff when they're booking shows in other like bigger cities. And I've talked to people about like how much it costs to like rent out a venue as opposed to what we have to do. And I'm just like, this is a magical thing that we have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I think that's one really cool thing about hardcore is that you can, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at, really, if you just have, I mean, you don't even, you just need, like, some kind of room that you can, like, plug a PA and stuff into and and how, and hold, like, you know, 50 to 100 people, and, like, that's pretty much all you need, you know? Oh, yeah. And, um, we, yeah. We got our small venue. Uh, Dumb Records is our only venue in town that we use. It's kind of been a space for, like, alternative music and a lot of hardcore specifically since... Since like 2002, 2003, I can't remember. It used to be called the Black Sheep Cafe for a long time. And had bands come through, like so many cool bands. I remember Drew's a little bit older than the rest of us. And he likes to tell us stories about like insane bands that have came through there uh, in the past before we were around. Like I remember he's had Rotting Out come through. Um, I remember Bent Life played there pretty frequently all sorts of different very established or bands that are very established now yeah. would come to Springfield in the past. And, um, I mean, we got some cool bands coming through here now and he's like, Drew has expressed the fact that it has never been like it is now. I mean, our room is around 120 cap and I mean, anymore we're, we're almost to the point where we have to do tickets or like 
book in a bigger room because it is almost consistently packed from the front to the back. That's awesome. Yeah, I love love to hear it, man. The average age, it's like all new faces. It's all kids even younger than me. Like, especially pre-pandemic, I was like the youngest person in the room at any given time. And now I'm like an old person compared to these like, some of these kids can't drive. Like, mom and dad come drop them off and pick them up at shows. There's like 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids are like the majority of who comes to the shows. And they're like all about it. And they're all starting bands and stuff. And it's wild. It's a very odd thing how fast, since the pandemic was over, how fast our scene has grown from a decent spot to hit on a weekday if you're like a small or a medium-sized hardcore band to like a place where international bands are like, we need to play there. That's amazing, dude. I, lo- I love to hear that. And, and um, props to you um, for booking shows and, and doing all that because I know what that's like. And it's it's uh, it takes work. But um, when you got a bunch of – I mean, hardcore is for the youth, you know. It always has and it always will be. So when you got those – those are the people that are filling up the room and starting their own bands and just seeing that happen is, is – uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. Absolutely. And like we do everything that we can to try and like build the scene and like get these kids together so they can start bands. We like <laughs> we like scheme about like, oh, this person, this person and this person have all expressed interest in being in a band and they play an instrument. So we'll like put them together. We've gotten to the point where we're like giving kids gear so they can like practice at their own spot and like be able to learn and play. We've done like lessons for some kids just because they want to start playing and it's a very good thing and it's growing at a very fast but natural pace and it's it's very satisfying to see so many kids out at shows having fun and like a safe environment as well or as safe as a hardcore show can be, I guess. But yeah. like our record store is a drive venue as well, which I really enjoy and a lot of the kids are a lot of the kids are claiming edge and stuff too. And they say, it's like, Oh, it's because of prevention, blah, 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 which <laughs> is kind of corny, but like, it makes me really happy that yeah, like, man. we seem to be having some sort of positive impact on these younger kids, which it, it's just really rewarding, I guess. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's not corny at all. It's, it's really awesome to hear, um, promoting a, promoting a good way of living, man. That's, that's awesome, and uh, and playing music that is I'm really fun to mosh to live and stuff. I could just just by just by listening to all the prevention records, you know. Um, yeah. So Springfield, although a small town, it is the capital of the state of Illinois, correct? Correct. Okay, and the home of Abraham Lincoln. Yes. His, <laughs> yeah. So that's the only thing we have. Uh, his- his house that he lived in for most of the duration of his residency in Springfield is probably like a half mile from here, like a 10 minute walk. Oh, we all crazy. We, like, right outside of downtown and his house is like in downtown. So, I mean the whole city's it's a pretty small city. Uh, 
and yeah, Abraham Lincoln is like our only thing. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there any like uh is there anything specific to Springfield or Illinois like food or anything like that? We have we have what is called the horseshoe is Springfield okay. specific. Okay, That's like what is that? Our crowning achievement. It is like the most like disgusting midwestern like artery clogging meal that you could have it's like like a cheese curd oh no it's it's it was a whole plate kind of it's like it's a it's a big piece of texas toast a very large hamburger on top of it and then you take french fries or people do their own takes on it which can have literally anything on it but then you put a bunch of French fries on it, and then you just smother it in like, like really thick, usually white cheese sauce, um, <laughs> and then bam, you eat it with a fork and knife. It's like an open face sandwich. They're always like three thousand calories because it's got like a gallon of cheese sauce on it, and it's like, it is the best thing ever. And some sounds places, delicious. You can get like breakfast shoes, which are like, and you put hash browns on it instead, and you do like like eggs and sausage instead of the uh instead of the burger and then you do like there's a place in town called charlie parker's that will do like cheese and gravy mixed together on top of it and Bomb. it's like it <laughs> it sounds like horrible but in the best way <laughs> yeah no that's what's up man and dude texas toast what a great what a great foundation for the horseshoe <laughs> it like it like soaks up all the cheese yep. too and it, it's something else. Texas toast is old school, man, for sure. Absolutely. I always like, whenever I have touring bands hit me up, you know, they're like a couple hours out and they're like, what is to eat in the city? And more often than not, you have like vegans and vegetarians yeah. and hardcore. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's, it is a food desert for vegans, especially in town. Like there is absolutely nothing. But I always say like, you can get some horseshoes. That sure isn't vegan, but <laughs> it's delicious. Sounds delicious. Maybe someday they'll make them with a, like a Beyond Burger or something. <laughs> there is a place that does a Beyond Burger, so you can technically get a vegetarian one. Yeah. But it's like it's like at this bougie place that takes forever to get food at. and It's not worth it. Other than that, like none of it's vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's what's up. That's cool. That's cool that there is a, a food specific thing to Springfield. Um, but yeah, so we we definitely talked about your local scene and stuff. Um, is there like Midwest Midwest hardcore is pretty awesome. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I've interviewed uh, our James for Time and Pressure. He's a friend of mine. He's done a lot of like design work for for me and some friends' bands and and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, just he, like go he ahead. actually did the the layout for our tape, I do believe. James does a lot of stuff for us. He's a really good friend. Totally, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Um but yeah, if you if there's, there's just anything you you wanted to say about like Midwest hardcore specifically cuz it definitely is like a region that's represented by a lot of different bands and stuff, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I live and die by Midwest hardcore. It's I don't want to say the best, but <laughs> it just it's from very my, good. it's like, I know a lot of our states are flyover states, but to any of the coast bands, I mean, give us a chance and you will be thoroughly impressed. I, I mean, 
we've had broken vow um come through a couple times and both times they're like this is such an amazing place to play they it makes me very happy that they speak highly of us and i mean that's that's gone to have other bands from other regions hit us up for shows because they talk so highly of us and that that makes me really happy but there's there's so many like slept on spots that are unbeatable as far as like the the secret route is definitely oklahoma city springfield missouri springfield illinois and milwaukee or minneapolis are definitely two places that a lot of people don't hit that have amazing hardcore scenes um but yeah i've toured around the midwest pretty extensively and i love it i'm very excited for prevention to go out of the midwest and see what other places are like but i wouldn't give up midwest hardcore for anything it's a great great spot and everybody everybody's just so into it and everybody watches every band buys merch makes bands again it just goes back to the fact of there's nothing to do here (laughs) (laughs) not a lot of fun things for young kids especially like the young weird kids or yeah whatever just to like go to a place and express themselves and they all just dig having that place so much and that this is a good thing i guess I, I don't really know how else to put it i love it yeah no for sure yeah man i mean i guess going going to a hardcore show moshing and then getting a horseshoes that's the move you know in springfield <laughs> it's the best we have this like gross pizza place like right down the street from the venue that's open until midnight every night it's called galena's but it's again it's kind of like it's like a horseshoe in the sense that it's gross in the best possible way. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like thin crust, like droopy, greasy pizza. And it's always the best to go there and like get like four slices of it right after a show and just like gorge yourself with it. Dude, there's something about unhealthy food late at night after, after a hardcore show. It just, there's just something about it, man. You know, fast food, Absolutely. pizza, like there's just something about, eating unhealthy food late at night after a hardcore show that just is very satisfying. It, it hits so well. It does, dude. Yeah. Usually what we do is like, we will either do that or especially if there's like bands of vegans or vegetarians, we will go to the like grocery store. There's only like two grocery stores that are open after 10 in Springfield. So we'll go to like Hy-Vee or Myers, depending on what time the show gets over, and we'll just get like like a couple vegan pizzas and stuff, and I will just like cook them for the bands because it's marginally better than going to like Taco Bell. It's about <laughs> the only thing that you can go to and get something vegetarian or vegan at like midnight. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. That's awesome. Um, so I want to go back to prevention real quick. Um, so you guys have played a bunch of cool shows. Do you have like a favorite show that you've played so far um, with Prevention? That's hard. I definitely have a couple. I mean, our our set at Act Like You Know, not to like toot our own horn or anything, but it was a really a really good set. Our response was way better than I could have ever imagined that it would be. And it was 
that was definitely the craziest prevention set that I've ever seen. And that, that was really cool to just see so many friends dancing to our band from all over the place. Um, trying to think, uh, the first time we played with ozone down in, um, I think it's uh, Fort Worth, I do believe, is where the venue was. They don't really book there anymore, but it was a, a crazy show uh, when we were on tour with Side Eye with uh, Sanity Slip, Ozone, um, Gagging Order, and Chainmail, which was like a new band there. Um, and a bazillion people came out, and it was just like a bloodbath. I can speak very <laughs> high of Texas hardcore as well. Those they're just built different down there. They are crazy people. Um, And I mean, the venue was like over packed. Like they, some people were just like coming in. I do believe because the, the venue owners were like, it's at capacity, but wouldn't let us move it to like the bigger stage in the same room. It was, it was a whole thing, but yeah, bigger stage, like in the room next door. Cause it was like a multi-stage, like, venue um but it was it was a wild show there was a lot of people there um i'm trying to think of like one more uh that same run we did we played a show that was very weird um but very cool it was like a last minute show um at legends in cincinnati because we had a different show fall through kind of last minute um and it was like they put us inside eye on like a deathcore bill <laughs> nice that already had like seven bands on it <laughs> that sounds and there right. was like a there was like a singer songwriter opening it and then like a rapper sick um and a bunch of deathcore bands and a death metal band and like all the deathcore bands dropped and then the singer songwriter dropped so it was like a rapper and instrument. It was a rapper, um, and uh, like a solo hardcore band, um, and a death metal band. The the rapper and the solo hardcore band, which was just a guy doing vocals over like his backing tracks, was sick. surprising. <laughs> it was really sick. Honestly, I enjoyed it. The rapper was like insane for various reasons um and then we played and there was like not a lot of people there there was maybe like 10 15 people paid something like that um in like one of the biggest rooms we've ever played in because like i think like a week later like ceremony played there and it was like packed yeah it was a very very large venue it was a very cool show and then this like uh this kid band with a bunch of high schoolers played and it was the most like ignorant like death metal slam band that i had ever seen in my entire life that's awesome it was, like, double kick giant drum kit <laughs> these kids like going at it and they us inside i were just like moshing on each other the entire time <laughs> in this like empty room there's a moment where b like pushed drew over like an industrial sized fan that was on the floor and it was just crazy. They kept doing like a nasty riff, but slower. They just kept making it slower and slower. They did it like 
four times. And then after they did it the third time, we thought they were done and like started walking towards the merch table to pack up. And then they kept like they started playing again. And I just like started punching B in the face. And it, was, <laughs> it was that's sick. One of the best bands that I've never heard of until I played with them that like ever. Yeah. They're I can't even remember the name of the band. I doubt they're even a band anymore, but it was like insane. <laughs> Dude, that sounds yeah, it sounds sick. Those are some of the best shows, like just kind of really mixed weird lineup and bands you never heard and then yeah that sounds dope um so we're on the radio right now uh kzaa 96.5 fm talking to evan from the band prevention out of springfield illinois um i want to give a special shout out to uh chance from full stride um and bloomington and indiana um full stride was one of my favorite bands i got into um last year and he spoke spoke very highly of prevention um when i interviewed him um and i just wanted to say this real quick initially like prevention has been on everyone's playlist for the last like four weeks on the show maybe longer <laughs> actually <laughs> um like i can't i can't I, I can't remember the bands like ankle biter uh full stride um Oh, I can't. I can't remember all the other bands, but and I'm like, God, I, I've listened to Prevention. I gotta get them on the show. It seems like it's like I'm hearing a different Prevention song on the Rock Block every week. So, um, but I just want to give a shout out to Chance and Full Stride in Bloomington, Indiana, because uh, that band rocks and Chance rocks. Chance is one of my favorite people in hardcore. I love that guy. He is the best. We just had Full Stride play here not too long ago with and Love, and it was. It was crazy. We just we didn't know each other, um, and then we played a show together uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and it was wild. And they're so good and such nice people. I could I could speak very very highly of Bloomington, Indiana. That's another another slept on scene that pulls an insane amount of kids. I'm very excited. Prevention and Subversion are actually both playing there next month. Nice. Uh, and it's it's going to be a wild one. I'm very excited. Chances doing a lot of really good things over there and again, just couldn't speak more highly of that group of people. For sure, man. Um okay, I'm going to transition into a segment that's became popular on the show over the last couple months that I first did as a joke. Um god, actually it's been like since before Sound and Fury I was doing it, so it's been a while. Um, this, this is the mosh segment. Um, I, I love moshing. I have a couple of friends that really love moshing too. Um, so I wanted to ask you if you're a mosher and if so, what's your favorite mosh move? <laughs> great question. I definitely used to be like the, the mean mosher in Springfield. Um, Respect. But then I, I dislocated my knee in July to Payasa, like five seconds into their set. And that has kind of put me down for the count until just recently. I've like, I had to like go to physical therapy and like I wear knee braces all the time, especially at shows now because I've like maimed myself. <laughs> um, sure. And. But yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you honestly. I I'm definitely 
a fan of like just crowd killing people. Yeah, that's sick, <laughs> dude. Very, it, like, there's a very there's a very interesting da- dynamic with like a lot of kids like push mosh here, but they kind of, it's there's a very specific divide. The people like hardcore dance, hardcore dance in the front, and then it's like almost all the way to the back. Like the back half of the room push moshes and the front half like hardcore dances and it's it's a very interesting vibe, but like everybody's happy and everybody gets to dance and everybody has space, but there's not people like smoking the sixteen year old push moshers. <laughs> yeah. Like they get hit sometimes at like fests and, and bigger cities and stuff too. It's a, it's a very welcoming dynamic, but it's like it's pretty violent anymore. A lot of these kids have like learned how to crowd kill and like yeah. spin kill and stuff, and it's it gets a little hectic. There's a lot of stage diving in Springfield too, um, which is surprising because our stage is very small. But yeah, I mean it. It gets pretty wild here. I definitely i uh, I danced for the first time in a long while to Chain of uh, Command over the weekend in Iowa because <laughs> because I was mad. Our van broke down on the way there, and that is also the van that I drive every day oh, that I, I bought like three weeks ago, <laughs> and it broke down all the like on the way there. We still managed to make it. We had to go back to Springfield and like get a different car. Uh, and it's still getting worked on, but I was like mad and in a bad mood, so I wanted to just like be mean. <laughs> yeah, angry mosh. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what's up, man. Um, okay, so just to cover a few more things here before we wrap up, uh, I want just to know like how how and when um, exactly did prevention start, and um, if you guys just had like a, a goal in mind for like how you wanted to sound or what kind of hardcore you wanted to play. Um, well, I'm not actually an original member. Prevention was around for about a year before I joined. Um, it used to be a, a four-piece with a different drummer and a different guitar player. Um, our other guitar player, actually, our old guitar player, um, still lives with us now. That's the, the fourth roommate. So everybody, in some capacity, was in prevention at some point that lives here. <laughs> um but uh i joined like late 2019 when i just started like hanging out with everybody in prevention and like started doing photography then i claimed edge and they learned that i could play guitar and asked me to be in the band and then i just kind of have been in the band ever since we did like we did one run that got cut short due to the pandemic um so i only played like four shows ever uh, I had never been in a band prior. Prevention's my first band, and uh, nice. The pandemic happened, and we didn't play shows for like ever. That's when we like wrote the second EP, had a some lineup changes happen, and then eventually we played um, a generator show to kind of like kick shows back off. And it's just been uh, our scene's just been like skyrocketing ever since that point. More and more kids coming to shows and all that um as far as uh what we want to do and like what we want to sound like uh i definitely have drawn a lot of influence from like trapped under ice 
and like a uh, no warning, I guess. I don't, I don't really know, but I've B and I have kind of been the main ones like writing riffs since the newest release. I'd say I wrote a little bit more than half of the material on the newest release, and I mean, I just kind of want to sound like those bands, honestly. Uh, and just do just do as much as we can. Uh, Forced Order is definitely another one that I listen to a lot as far as like older bands. Rotting Out and Suburban Scum as well. Backtrack. Just bands like that. I want to sound like that without like ripping them off, obviously. But for sure. that's the style that we go for. And we just want to do as much as we can and play as many shows as we can and hang out with as many friends as many times as we can while we have the opportunity, I guess, is all we really want to do. We didn't really think Prevention was ever going to be a band that left Springfield or even <laughs> left it to begin with, and then just kind of kept playing shows and kept going and going, and we'll just see how long we can ride that train, I guess. Yeah, definitely. No, it's that's awesome. Um, and so the search, um, you know, you said you wrote wrote – a good amount or more than half of songs from the search, which is the most recent prevention EP. Um, I, I mean, I had that like my top three EPs of last year. I loved, I mean, I love all the releases. Uh, your bad habits is a great record. Um, you can, and then you can just hear the progression of sound, you know, um, through all the records, but yeah, the search is great. Um, so I just wanted to ask you kind of how the, that connection with uh, delayed gratification happened to put out uh, that EP. Honestly, I don't even remember how how we met Ilya and Vlade originally. I do believe Drew handles a lot of like that kind of stuff, like a lot of the logistics, um, and him and I kind of like I guess split handling like uh, tour schedules and stuff like that and booking shows. But I do believe Drew's known them for quite a while. Um, and we just kind of became close, I think, from like probably booking various DGR bands. And then Prevention played um, in Columbus, yet another slept on place. Um, they booked shows in a laundromat slash bar slash venue called Dirty Dungarees. Epic. Um, that's where the there's some crazy shows there. Um, and then we played there and then. Vlade and Ilya eventually asked us if they could put out the next prevention release. The first two weren't put out in, um, through a label at all. It was just self-released and eventually we got the music to put out and we just put it out through them. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome that you self, that prevention self-released those first two EPs and they're both so good. And, um, yeah, cool that you got to link up with dgr to get your most recent one um released absolutely we couldn't think of a there's no better fit honestly we love dgr it's such a good label they treat us so well all of the bands on it are amazing and love slug captive they're all on dgr and they're on that playlist that i made they're all so good dgr does a lot of faster bands um yeah Shroud. Shroud was actually the first Springfield band to be put out through DGR. Um, it is uh, Drew and B and Ryan's other band, so it's pretty much like Prevention Volume 2, as <laughs> most of the other Springfield bands are. 
just doing a different style of hardcore and it's all sick i love dgr and would put out all of our releases forever for all of my bands through them if i could <laughs> nice um okay so for time's sake i just want to um a couple more things but so you said you've been straight edge um 2019 i think you said if you want to just i'm not straight edge but i've been i've been recovery i've been sober in recovery for a long time well like seven plus years um, so being drug and alcohol free and, and kind of living that lifestyle, I understand to an extent in a very different way. Um, but I always like to ask people who are straight edge kind of just like what, what it, what does, what straight edge means to you? Um, you know, and, uh, like, and then mu- like musically, like, what do you, you know, what are some of your favorite like past or current straight edge like bands or records? That's a hard one. I mean, straight edge means a lot to me, I guess, in a sense that I, I mean, I was an addict in many ways, shapes and forms. I used to drink a lot when I was in high school and stuff. And it was a a very, a very bad habit. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just a very, it was a bad time in my life to be blunt. And I discovered straight edge through, I mean, seeing prevention play and meeting everybody in prevention and becoming friends with them is kind of how I was shown it. And I was shown bands and stuff like that. And it was definitely a good way eventually to make myself stop and then hold myself accountable. And it is the best life decision that I've made for sure, because I think I hold sobriety fairly highly. I have like a lot of, uh, a lot of addiction runs pretty deep in my family and there's been a lot of like pretty bad things that have happened due to addiction in my family. So yeah, kind of breaking that cycle is something that I hold very highly myself and straight edge is just a great way for me to hold myself accountable. I also, uh, by no means harsh on anybody that isn't straight edge. I think straight edge is kind of really dorky sometimes to be honest and I, <laughs> yeah. I always hate it when like straight edge people are like not not good towards people who are addicted or just yeah. people that enjoy substances because i'm like i i couldn't care less i could yeah. care less what other people do i am very much pro thinking for yourself and doing what you think is best for you and by all means do whatever you want it is <laughs> so it's so lame when people like talk poorly on people with addictions or people that use substances in any way shape or form because that's just lame it's not like a club i just use it to hold myself accountable that doesn't mean everybody should live by that code it's incredibly dorky and i mean i'm around i i i work at an alternative school for like chronically truant kids and kids that have behavioral problems yeah naturally i'm like I'm around kids that are addicts every single day. Yeah. It's it's a hard thing to see in certain circumstances just because I mean these kids are struggling and I try and loosely apply the idea of sobriety sobriety in teaching and talk to my kids about things. Some of my kids know what straight edge is and I've talked to them loosely about 
bands and stuff like that just to kind of plant that seed but totally it's something that i hold highly and i know addiction has the potential to tear apart families and things like that because it has done it to my family yep. I, I know it very very well and it's just that's just how i want to live my life and yeah i mean i think it's a great thing yeah yeah thanks for sharing that man i appreciate that a lot um i relate to that a lot too um i you know, I hold being sober very highly in my own life because I wouldn't have a life if I wasn't sober straight up. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I, I don't know where I would be if I wasn't like doing hardcore and was straight edge now because yeah. Yeah, no, I was a completely different person four years ago. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I relate to that a lot. I uh, And, you know, I, I ask this question to everybody who's straight edge that comes on the show because I'm interested in it. Um, and I, I universally people talk about, you know, the, the intolerance towards people who aren't straight edge being lame. And like, like I was texted you, like I'm a counselor by day and I've been in recovery for a while. And I'm, you know, that's what my life away from hardcore is that. And, um, it's, yeah, like I just have so much empathy for it. And, um, it just feel like people are very ignorant to just bash others, um, without really understanding like the power and, you know, my family's the same way. My mom, my whole family has been just torn apart by it. And it's like anybody who has any understanding of what the power of addiction is, um, knows that it's much bigger than, um, you know, it's, it's a very big and powerful thing. So, um, yeah, shout out to you, man, for, for influencing the kids at, you know, continuation school i know what that's all about um and yeah. to have to have a positive you know person there to that's relatable i'm sure and just um yeah shout out to you man for bringing good good stuff into the world it's much needed absolutely all my students like ask me all the time they're like yo mr fortner like like what drugs do you do you gotta be like smoke and weed all the time to deal with us because we're all such horrible kids <laughs> and then i like very much like let them know like no i am i am very sober and that is just how i live and they're like then what do you do for fun and i'm like i make crowd kill i make weird people music and punch people for fun instead of doing <laughs> and they think they think it's weird but like some of them kind of understand and that's cool and they totally. definitely they respect the fact that i'm sober and respect the fact that i can talk about those things without making them feel like attacked or shunned for using substances it's it's definitely like a give and a take i guess with them but it's something that i do like to talk to them about at least totally man well um Thanks so much for coming on the show. I've um, been talking to Evan from Prevention um, out of Springfield, Illinois. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. Um, radio listeners, if you just turn, tuned in halfway through or just now, uh, you can listen to this show wherever you stream music, Apple, Spotify, Google, all those places. Um, check out Prevention217 on Instagram. You can listen to Prevention um, streaming wherever. Um, so, okay, I'm going to finish. We're going to finish with the, the quick hit segment. So I'm going to ask you some, some quick questions and you got to pick one. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready? Yes. Okay. I am ready as I'll ever be. All right. Youth of today or Gorilla Biscuits? Uh, youth of today. 
Bad brains or seven seconds? Bad brains. Uh, Converse or Nikes? Uh, Nikes, marginally. Okay. <laughs> uh, windbreaker or hoodie? Hoodie, all the way. Nice. Um, which prevention member has the most swag? Um, me. Everybody else is lame. <laughs> That's right. Stage <laughs> or no stage? Uh, no stage is more fun. It's a little. It's a little more personable when you're staring people right in the <laughs> eye. For sure. Fast riff or breakdown riff? Breakdown. I'm like I'm the like in-house meathead for all of our band. <laughs> You can de- like I wasn't in the band for the first release when they wrote it, and you can definitely tell like <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot faster. There's not as many mosh parts. Yep. And I helped I helped a little bit write the second EP. It's a little bit more, well, some more fight riffs, but then it, it, the, usually the writing dynamic is B writes a lot of the fast stuff, and I write the slow stuff. <laughs> and you can definitely like. You can tell oh, what song is it? It's the third song on the release. I forget my own band's song's name sometimes. I'm always bad about that. Um, change, I do believe. The first half of the song you can tell is written by B, and then the second half is written by me. It's like a very it's like fast part, fast part, kind of slow part, stupid like slow breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, changes the third song on the on the search. Um, okay, cold is life or death threat? Cold is life. Nice. I figured, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> right on, man. Well, thank you so much, Evan, for coming on the show, man. I really, really appreciate it, and hopefully, uh, we can host uh, prevention in our in our local scene out here in California when you guys come west. Of course. Thank you so so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, no worries. Have a great rest of your Thursday night. All right. Of course, you too. All right, peace. Uh-huh, bye-bye. End of a Rope by Captive. Poison Veins by Subversion. Committed to Violence by Shroud. Avoiding It by Pucker Up. Haze by Piazza. Paradise Awaits by Witness Chamber. Call the Shots by Ozone. Little Demons by Slug. No Frontier by Gum. And Watching Them Die by Chain of Command.
Yeah. 